0: This audio course is brought to you by Shepherds Global Classroom, a ministry that exists to equip the body of Christ by providing curriculum for rising Christian leaders around the world. For a digital or print copy of this study, complete with study questions, assignments, and tests, please download the free Shepherds Global Classroom app to your iOS or Android device or visit our website at shepherdsglobal.org. Thank you for listening.
1: Lesson 5. Servant Leadership The Model of Great Leadership The last meal Jesus had with his disciples was to celebrate the Passover. It was a custom that at a formal dinner, a servant would wash the feet of the guests. This job was usually given to the lowest of the servants. At this meal, only Jesus and the disciples were there. At the beginning, nobody did the job of foot washing. None of the disciples volunteered for the job because they did not want the position of a servant. Each of them was still hoping for a high position in the new kingdom. We can imagine that Peter said quietly to John, Somebody needs to do the foot washing. You should do it. Maybe John answered, No, I'm not going to do it. James should do it. None of them was willing to take the role of a servant. At the end of the meal, Jesus got up took water and a towel, and began the task. Surely the disciples felt ashamed then. Peter refused at first, saying that he respected Jesus too much to allow him to do such a low task. Jesus said to Peter, Unless you let me do this for you, you have no part with me. He was using the small task to represent the great purpose of the Incarnation. He said at another time, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Matthew 20, 28. The service he gave with his death was demonstrated by his many other acts of service, including the foot washing on that occasion. If a person does not accept Jesus' service, he is not part of Jesus' kingdom. Afterwards, Jesus said, let me explain what I have done. He explained that in the world system, the leader expects to be served, but in God's kingdom, leadership is service. The right view of leadership is service to all. A person who observes the needs of people and finds a way to meet those needs will become the leader. People want a leader who cares about them and is able to meet their needs. People are willing to give authority to the person who will use authority for their sake. A group of soldiers were building houses of logs. They were struggling to lift a heavy log, and their sergeant was shouting at them. A man was passing by and stopped to watch. He said to the sergeant, Why don't you help them? The sergeant angrily replied, I am a sergeant. The man joined the soldiers and helped them lift the log then opened his coat to show his uniform. I am a general, he said. He was General George Washington, who later became President of the United States. Even in the world system, the desire to serve leads to promotion. This is recognized in the titles of some positions. For example, the highest position in the Government of Great Britain is prime minister, which literally means first servant. The greatest leaders of history have been those who served the needs of people. Leaders in the world do not always serve for the right motives, but a follower of Jesus should especially have a heart that desires to serve. A college president arrived at his office with several bags When he asked a student to help, the student replied, I am not a servant. Another student immediately said, I can help. I am a servant. Many years later, the second student became president of the college. What is servant leadership? Here's a simple definition. Servant leadership is to lead for the sake of those who are led. To lead does not mean people serve you. It means that you serve people. It has generally been my experience that the very top people of truly great organizations are servant leaders. They are the most humble, the most reverent, the most open, the most teachable, the most respectful, the most caring, and the most determined. When people with formal authority or Positional power refuse to use that authority and power except as a last resort. Their moral authority increases because it is obvious that they have subordinated their ego and positional power and use reasoning, persuasion, kindness, empathy, and in short, trustworthiness instead. A man in Alaska described the work of the dogs who pull sleds. Some dogs become lead dogs. They are first in the harness because they are strong, fast, and intelligent. After a dog becomes the leader, he does not want to be put into any other place in the harness. The problem is that when the dog becomes old, he's not able to lead. He would be able to serve in a different position, but he refuses. Owners sometimes must kill old dogs because they are expensive to support and refused to serve in a different position. The Philippians model. The Apostle Paul was very focused on the need to develop leaders. He started ministry in many places, but he knew that the work could not be continued and expanded without many leaders. Sometimes Paul lacked a person to send for a ministry responsibility because the people available were interested only in their own benefit these were people involved with the church and helping in some way, but they could not be trusted to serve with the heart of a servant. This problem made them useless for serious responsibility. The letter to the Philippians described several people who served without personal benefit. Epaphroditus, Philippians 2:25 through 30 worked so hard in the ministry that his health was affected, and he almost died. Paul said that we should admire people who have this kind of devotion. That does not mean that we should not be careful of our health, but Epaphroditus' devotion to God's work made him a hero to the church. Paul said that he himself had this kind of devotion and did not try to make a profit from the people he served. Philippians 2, 19-22 He said that Timothy followed the same values. The supreme example described in this letter is Jesus, Philippians 2, verses 5 through 8. He did not hold to the honor he deserved, but was willing to lay aside his status and become a servant. He gave himself completely, even to death. A bad example. Gehazi was the servant of Elisha, the leading prophet of Israel. Perhaps he had been chosen to replace Elisha someday, just as Elisha had served before replacing Elijah. When Naaman came to be healed and offered a large payment, Elisha refused it. Gehazi was frustrated because usually they did not get large offerings. He secretly went out to find Naaman and took part of the payment. Elisha told Gehazi that he was wrong to be seeking wealth instead of focusing on the ministry, 2 Kings 5, 26. Gehazi received the leprosy of Naaman and could never be a prophet. Some people go into ministry because they desire personal success. They think that ministry is the opportunity to get a leadership position. They do not surrender self-interest and follow love for God. Instead, they follow self-interest in their ministry. Devotion and humility. The desire for ministry should come from the desire to serve God by serving people. A person with this motive will desire position only as an opportunity to serve. 1 Timothy 3 1. He will want to be sure that God is directing his promotion. His desire to succeed is based on his desire to be faithful to God. Total devotion to God is often expressed as humility. We cannot honor God properly unless we take a humble role in relationship to God. Because devotion to God is humble, devotion means I depend on God's power so that he will be glorified. I am unhappy if my abilities honor me instead of God. I am willing to do low status tasks and work in obscure places. I endure the scorn of people who do not understand my heart. I am not motivated by worldly status symbols. I trust God to choose whether or not I am promoted. You cannot do the work of the body of Christ without the Spirit of Christ. That means that the church must be led by leaders who demonstrate the spirit of Christ. You cannot speak for God unless you have listened to him, not just to be inspired and guided, but to be shaped. You listen for God in order to be transformed. The first qualification for ministry leadership. The love of Christ motivates us. 2 Corinthians 5, 14-15. People do good things for many reasons. Sometimes they are good people who have good reasons, but not the best reason. God planned for Peter to be a great leader in the church. After Peter denied Jesus, Jesus had a conversation with him in order to restore and call him again to ministry. Three times Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? This emphasized that love for Jesus is the most important qualification for ministry. John 21, 15-17 Human abilities are not the most important. Love for people is very important, but it is not the most important. The most important qualification for ministry leadership is love for Jesus. If you love Jesus, you will imitate him and become like him. If you love him, you want others to know and love him. The best motivation for ministry is the desire to bring others into relationship with Jesus. The first qualification for ministry is love for God. Love for God is demonstrated by love and service to people. God does not have any physical needs. He has all resources and power. But Jesus said that when we meet the needs of his people we are serving him Matthew twenty five forty. The concept of stewardship for whom do you work? Every pastor should understand that he is working for God and has ultimate every pastor should understand that he is working for God and has ultimate accountability to God. 1 Corinthians 4, 1-5 We serve God by serving people because that is the responsibility God has given us. The Bible uses the term steward for a person in ministry leadership. 1 Corinthians 4, 2 The word steward is not easily translated in some languages. A steward is a person who manages people and resources for someone else. He serves the people that he manages, taking care of their needs, but he is accountable to the person who made him steward. Albert Moeller described the role of ministry leaders this way. We are the stewards of human lives and their welfare. We are the stewards of time and opportunity. We are the stewards of assets and resources. We are the stewards of energy and attention. We are the stewards of reputation and legacy. We are the stewards of truth and teaching. The Most Important Trait of a Great Leader Jim Collins has studied businesses to find out why some become great and stay great for many years. He found principles that apply to any organization. One of the primary characteristics of great businesses was that they have what Collins calls a Level 5 Leader According to Collins' description, the first level of leadership is a person who is capable of doing very good work. This gives him influence. A good team member is at the second level of leadership because he works well with the group. A competent manager is at the third level. He manages people and resources so they can accomplish the goals that are given to him. The level four leader has all of the qualities that most people expect a great leader to have. He is not just a manager who organizes and supervises what is there. The level four leader can motivate people, communicate a clear vision, and lead people to share goals. The level five leader has one characteristic that may not be in level four. The level five leader gives himself to make the institution great he is humble he considers the institution to be more important than himself he is not using the institution to promote himself but giving himself for the institution if a leader's main concern is to receive honor and credit for the accomplishments of the institution he is not a level five leader Humility does not mean that he is timid or uncertain. Humility makes him courageous and determined because he is more concerned about the institution than about himself. There have been many leaders who seemed great because of their talent. They made an organization grow. They made many good changes. However, they used the institution as a platform for their own fame. After their period of leadership, the institution did not continue to be great. After their period of leadership, the institution did not continue to be great because they did not build it to be great beyond their personality. Let's consider how this principle relates to servanthood. The level five leader is convinced that he is working for an institution that accomplishes good for people. He gives himself to the advancement of that institution because of the good it does. In this way, he is serving people. Jim Collins was not trying to teach Christian principles, but his research is consistent with the teachings of Jesus. The truly great leader is the one who gives himself in service. There was an occasion when visitors from another nation came to see Jesus. The disciples were excited perhaps thinking that their ministry was soon to become international. But Jesus kept his focus on the purpose of his coming. Jesus said, Unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. John 12, ESV Jesus was not interested in becoming famous as a religious leader. He came to accomplish something that would serve all people a change of heart servant leadership begins in the heart the problem is that we all begin life with a heart that is self-centered because of this we have a tendency to seek our own benefit above all else a ministry leader who wants to please god by serving others typically needs to go through a spiritual process that brings him to a type of death to personal ambition. If he resists this complete surrender to God, he develops into a leader that works for his own advancement. To be the leader God wants you to be, you must have a change of heart. Recognize that your leadership so far has been self-motivated. Identify specific goals that were wrong because of self-interest. Identify attitudes that were wrong because self was the priority. Have you resented the success of others? When you dream about success, do you think mostly about the honors that can come to you or about the help that you can be to others? Identify specific actions that should have been different. Determine to apologize and correct wrong words and actions. List them specifically. Explain your new perspective to the people you lead. A public explanation of your change of heart will strengthen rather than undermine your influence if you consistently follow through. Don't be angry if some people are skeptical of your new commitment. Consistency will convince them. Pray for God's help when you experience temptation to seek honor and power for yourself. You must trust God to transform your heart rather than thinking that your change of mind is sufficient. Your nature does not change just because you realize it is wrong. Only God can change your nature. Five summary statements. One, servant leadership is to lead for the sake of those being led. Two, People are willing to give authority to the person who will use authority for their sake. Three, love for God is demonstrated by love and service to people. Four, the level five leader gives himself to make the institution great. And five, only God can change your nature so that you can serve sincerely. This concludes Lesson 5 Servant Leadership.
0: You've been listening to an audio presentation from Shepherd's Global Classroom. If you've appreciated these lessons, please take a few moments to contact us on our website or in the SGC app. Our team would love to hear from you and to know that you are praying for us as we endeavour to serve the world's most underserved pastors and Christian leaders. Thank you for listening. It's been an honour for us to provide this teaching and help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus.